This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Even by the lofty standards of the past couple of years, 2022 has been particularly volatile in global financial markets. Rate rises are in the offing as inflation remains higher than initially thought. To help us make sense of it all from an investment point of view, I'm speaking to Nudjam Richol, Senior Fund Manager at J.O. Hambro Capital Management. Nudjam, welcome to The Point. Hi, thank you for having me on. So I have spoken to you before about where the tech sector sits in the current situation, and, and I mean, tech stocks have certainly led the way for a decade or so. I'm interested in your take on where they sit now, whether we're actually seeing the end of that dominance of the tech stock sector, whether you think it's a pause, just your take on the big tech stocks to begin with. Yeah, I mean, let me take you back to 2008, 2009. That's when we incepted the product at Johambro. And one of the funny things is that we went out saying tech looks like it's going to be a leading sector for the foreseeable future. And it's quite funny because at the time, one of the major asset management houses was actually closing their dedicated tech fund. And it's usually a sign that you know, something's about to turn. Yeah. And obviously, it's been, a, it's been a while since 2008, 2009. And, and so the question often that comes to mind is, have we come to the end of the tech cycle? We think it's still open for question. Clearly, January has not been generous to tech. And that's, I think that's understandable. Anytime you go down the road of a potential rate height cycle, because technology and to some extent, you know, biotech and pharma as well usually fall into this category, seen as long duration stocks. And so the net present value is hostage to the discount rate. And as the market starts to worry about the discount rate rising, as you can imagine, the tech sector is highly sensitive to that. And so right now we're in this, if you want, we're in this kind of moment where the market has decided to worry about a rate hike cycle. And that's not a great place for tech itself. And then you, within that, you have obviously stratification, what we would call the concept stocks, the stuff with, with very little revenue or no revenue, and, and it's all about the terminal value, they're the most at risk. And you've seen that, you know, as you've seen huge decreases in market cap of, and I'm not picking on these names, I'm just giving you an idea. Yeah. So you look at the electric vehicles companies, especially ones that went public via the DSPAC route, they've lost a lot of market cap in the last few weeks. And, and it, again, it goes back to that, the market right now, sees that rates are going up and these are long duration stocks and therefore we need to really take an axe to the um, terminal value. Okay, so there's plenty of money sloshing around undoubtedly. If these longer duration stocks are less attractive on a valuation sense, where would you be looking to put that money? Actually, I'd, I'd answer that in two steps. One, in fact, you want to sharpen your pencil because there might be some early birthday presents, as Chris would say, my co-manager on the product, through this year. So some some of these stocks, which are actually pretty good business models, and maybe the valuation just got a little bit overextended, and, and then this will be a healthy correction for those type of names. Again, give you an example. Who, who wouldn't have loved to have bought Amazon in 2002? Mm. Who wouldn't have loved to have bought Netflix in 2009? So you'll get those kind of opportunities within this actual space, and that's one way we're looking at it. Uh, the other way we're looking at it is that we're not convinced that it, we think it's too early to really bet on a regime shift, a complete regime shift. Why do I say that? 
at the moment, the commentary seems to be hawkish. And there's just been this idea for a long time that the Fed put that protects the equity market on the downside. But you know, we've, we haven't even had a rate hike yet. Mm. So it, it, it's just too early to decide whether there will be a real wholesale regime shift. So look at it as, as being able to pick up some early birthday presents through this year. But the other thing to bear in mind is value rallies tend to be short-lived. So if you look at the other side, okay, which are the short-duration stocks and how do they fare in, in this type of market environment? You know, Generally, they tend to do well, but it doesn't last that long. So that becomes a market timing issue. And then the last thing I just want to quickly add is if growth starts to slow, is there really going to be much longevity to the rate hike cycle? Yeah. Okay. So if we take a step back then, and with all that in mind, the long duration and short duration stocks, I have got money to invest. Where should I be putting it? How should I be thinking? Not even specific stocks, but how should I be thinking of it right now, given the volatility and the economic prognosis that we have in front of us? I'm a big fan of time weight averaging. So I would be buying the dip in the Pendle Global Select Fund right now. We've had a volatile January and you can start to dribble in some funds already. Okay. But I suppose I'm I'm sort of asking you in terms of the fundamentals of stocks, when what are you always looking, as you you mentioned your partner Chris Lees earlier on, what are you two always looking for? Yeah, sure. We're looking for good fundamentals. We're looking for good fundamentals at the right valuation and prices which are in an uptrend. So when it comes to any particular stock, sector or geography, those are the three things we're really keen on. What are the fundamentals like? What are you paying for them from a valuation perspective? And is, is the share price headed north? Because we want to buy something that's going up, which carries on going up. And so we'll carry on focusing on those type of companies. We'll carry on focusing on those neighborhoods and in those geographies. I, I mean, I've spoken to you before, Najam. How many stocks do you two look at in a year? It really varies. I mean, you know, this year, I think we're going to be looking at more than our usual number of stocks, again, because the dislocation is going to throw up a lot of opportunities. Periods like this, just to give you a kind of a day in the life of what I try and do, periods like this, I'll start going through all the recent IPOs of the last two years, because you know some of them will become orphaned. And we did, again, going back to the product, and I'm sorry if I'm boring with a bit of a history lesson, back in 2009, 2010, we picked up KKR in our product because they had done some very interesting corporate restructuring. And actually, then we picked up two two of the companies that they themselves IPO'd, NXP and and Avago, which went on to do really, really well. So I think this year we'll be probably looking at more than two to three names each per week, just because we're going through what came to market in the last couple of years, what spun off. Because often also what you see in, in market dislocations is for reasons of shoring up the balance sheet, crown jewels are sometimes spun off, yeah. you know, just because that's what the bank has encouraged the corporates to do. And then the other thing is, obviously, we've had this whole despec situation. So I think this year we'll be looking at a lot more companies than usual. But usually, I'd say between Chris and myself, it's just one stock each a month. It's, it's a very low maintenance management of the product. And we run an equally weighted portfolio as well, because we've got good conviction in the names that are in there. And that makes it... I'd say very straightforward, because if you look at the product at any point in time, you can see those companies that are doing well, but equally, you can see those that are not doing so well. Mm. So if we, if we feel there's any ambiguity in the names that aren't doing so well, we can always shoot first, ask questions later. But I'm just contrasting that with what I think is going to be or is already the reality of this year, where given the dislocation, we'll be doing a little bit more 
than our usual operating maintenance on the product and the portfolio. You're going to be very, very busy, Najim. Thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you. That was Najim Richel, Senior Fund Manager at J.O. Hambro Capital Management. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.